Glad you're on board today. Uh, the Bill Michael Show. We can... Hopefully you're uh, enjoying your day. I know we got uh, quite a bit of rain over the next few days coming our way. But then again, from what I understand, with the rain that's coming, it'll uh, take away the word drought as we're still a couple of inches, I guess, under where we're supposed to be at this time of year. But I guess what's coming over the next couple of days, the long, steady rain is going to put us back, back to normal. So uh, at least that's good because uh, we all know that we were getting quite dry there for a while. Um, I do want to get into the... I, I do want to get into the Badgers a little bit because obviously with, you know, the the Packers on a bye, it gives us, a, you know, an opportunity to look in some other directions. And at the beginning of the season, I think we all bought into what the Badgers had. There was a legitimate level of excitement. Um, good. That's a good thing. There was a legitimate level of excitement because of what Luke Fickle has done in the past, and you were hoping that he would bring that same level of uh, of success to Camp Randall. And for the most part, other than a Washington State loss on the road um, that was somewhat shocking, and the 31-22 wasn't even indicative of how much of a blowout that game was, uh, the Bats were pretty good football. You know, very quietly. I mean, there's a lot of areas where you kind of go, oh, God, you know. They've can pretty much consistently scored in the 30s. Now, the games, the two games, the one game they lost to Washington State, they only dropped 22, and then this past weekend they dropped 24 on Rutgers. Now, they've got Iowa coming in. And first of all, that's a big game. It's going to be on Fox, 3 o'clock, Camp Randall. It should be rocking. Uh, it's going to be rainy. We know that now, most likely. I don't know. this. Uh, Grant, do you know the specific forecast? Have they said that out there in Madison yet? I was actually, for different reasons, looking at the forecast. It looks like today, tomorrow, and Saturday. So okay. a pretty miserable next couple of days. Could be kind of a wet day. Um, so the Badgers have a chance to really kind of distance themselves. Now, when you start to look at the at the rest of this season, I was a, a good football team. We know that. They're not an offensive juggernaut. They haven't been for quite some time uh, by any stretch. But this is a game in which you're now getting – I don't want to say a real test because that would diminish everything else. But I think this is where you can say, okay, this is, one, it's a rivalry game. Iowa just has been. Two, it's a good football team. It's, it's, it's of a Big Ten football team than what this team has faced in the past. And even that's even Purdue had their year last year, and, and they're not the same football team this year. We all know. And, and the Badgers played extremely well down there, though. Uh, a road game win in the Big Ten, that's nothing to sneeze at, especially the way they did it, and just beating the hell out of Purdue. But you've lost Ches Malusi. The running game is not quite the same right now. And they're still trying to figure out their downfield game. The offensive line, to me, I think is a question mark. The secondary has gotten better, but is still susceptible. So I was going to be a really good test. And then you got to go down to Champaign to face Brett Bielema and company. And uh, that'll be another pretty good test before you get Ohio State that comes into Camp Randall uh, that Halloween weekend. So the next three games, that's really – that that's kind of where the determining factor is going to be for your season. You still have Nebraska, you still have Minnesota, but the next three games I think are your – your games it I I'm, I don't 
I want to say the Badgers are going to win this game at home because, one, it's at home. Two, I just think that they will have more wherewithal than Iowa. But have you lowered your expectations over what you've seen from the Badgers? I said maybe a two-loss, possibly a three-loss season. And I'm still pace for that. But the style points haven't been there. We know style points in college football are everything. You know, I mean, there's teams that go undefeated, but if you blow teams out by 40 – then you're more likely to get the nod as a dominating team in the Final Four rather than a team that's won every game, but they only won it by 10, you know, on average. So style points mean something in college football. Have you lowered your expectations at all, Grant, for what you've seen so far this season? Mm. That's a good question. Have I lowered them? No, I feel like my expectations are in the same spot because I think they're getting better every week and they're starting to – piece it together and figure it out. So I think by the end of the year, this can be the team that we thought and that we expected and contend for the Big Ten West. I I don't think my expectations have dropped too much. Uh, I haven't dropped expectations of wins because I still think I still think they could end up with nine wins. And I think that would, would nine wins be a successful season for the Badgers? Yeah, I think so. So do we look at Ohio State and we just chalk it Do we just say that they're going to lose that game? Do you feel like they're going to win that game against uh, the third-ranked team in the country against the Ohio State Buckeyes? I mean, no. I, okay. But I, I don't I don't like the thought process of just chalking it up as a loss. That's lame. But I guess that's but in I, essence but what I, we're but doing. I, I, I'm merely looking at the record in when we talked about nine wins at the beginning of the season, where did the losses come from? you got to figure that out. So I did not expect Washington State to beat the Badgers. So now you got to figure that means that leaves them two more losses on the season if they're going to lose nine game if they're going to win nine games. So that's why Iowa this week is important. Illinois is important because Ohio State you would figure at that point. I think you can only lose one of the next two games. You got to either beat Iowa or Illinois, one of those two, and then you probably falter to Indy or probably falter to Ohio State, and after that you've got Indiana in Indiana, Northwestern. Thank God you don't play down there. Northwestern comes here. Northwestern's not a good football team at all. You got Nebraska at Camp Randall. I still think they can beat Nebraska before you have to go on the road and face Minnesota at TCF Bank Stadium for Paul Bunyan's axe and try to win that game and get that thing back. I also think it's it's important to consider, and this is probably a great thing to ask Zach about because he's closer to all of this than, than I am. Like I'm, I'm more of a 10,000-foot Badger fan sometimes, but I expected the West to be better than this. So I like I didn't expect Illinois to seemingly be worse this year and Nebraska to not appear to get any better. Like I thought the West was going to be a little bit more competitive. So that has right. to factor into our expectations for how many games the Badgers would know. Right. So let's just say if you had expectations of this team winning, say, 10 games, that means they got Ohio State to lose to, and that's it. That means they got to win out. Now, if they do that, then what? After that hiccup to to Washington State, let's just say, okay, let's play the positive side of things. Let's say they lose to Ohio State, but they go toe-to-toe with Ohio State. Say it's a – and I I can't imagine against that Ohio State defense as fast as they are. I can't imagine they're going to give up 30-plus. But the Badgers, when they've won, for the most part – uh, they've won scoring 38, 35, 38, and 24. 24, their smallest margin of victory against Rutgers this past weekend. 
let's just say they continue the pace of 30-plus in wins, but they lose to Ohio State, say, like 38-30 or 38-35, and it's a competitive game. Does and It went out. Does that change your mind? I mean, I would, first of all, have to put them back in the top 25, wouldn't it? If they went out the rest of the way except for Ohio State and play Ohio State wire-to-wire 38-35, wouldn't you figure they'd be at that point in time probably top 15 in the Top twenty in the country, man. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the what the high wins are in the West. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Like if you hang tough with Ohio State, that's one thing. But I I don't know which wins in the West. You know, Iowa's on their second quarterback. Illinois, Minnesota, they look to have regressed. Nebraska still isn't any good. So I don't know where the resume building come from. That's my only question. Right. That's and that's kind of what I'm thinking is does this still win nine games but find itself outside of the top twenty five? I can't imagine it. I mean, then again, if they get just completely blown out by Ohio State and they lose one they shouldn't, like it would be it would be a shame if they beat Iowa and beat Illinois, fell to Ohio State and then lost to you know, like Nebraska at home, you know, or lost to Minnesota in a blowout for Paul Bunyan's axe at TCF Bank Stadium. You know, it just it 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 would be like, oh God, everything you just built up for you just erased in one fell swoop. But I haven't lowered my expectations. My, I guess the style points, my, my, my expectation of style points for the Badgers has gone down a bit, only for the fact that I see like the secondary has been susceptible at times. Um, I, I, when you see, and I haven't seen it as much, but early on in the season with the new defensive coordinator, you saw some finger pointing. You saw guys pointing at other, basically saying, I was supposed to do this. No, you were supposed to do that, you know. And or not like angrily pointing at one another, but just saying like, no, I had this guy. No, I had that guy, whatever. And now you don't see that as much anymore. It's like they've worked out some of the bugs, but still there are times, you know, like, like take Ricardo uh, Holman's, you know, pick six out of it. There were still at times where, I mean, Rutgers drove the ball and had it not been for the pick six, that might've been a different game. They had two big drives, one of which ended in a 14 point swing because they were about to punch it in, and it was the pick six from your own end zone uh, taking it back to the other end of the field that that changed the ball game. Had it not been for that pick six, that would have been a different game, and that's what – th- th- I look for the telltale signs. I look for things that, that think, okay, they did what they needed to do to change the outcome of that game, but the drive down there was methodical, it was easy, it was because Rutgers just drove the ball down their throats and they couldn't stop it. They dinked and dunked and ran the ball. They scrambled a little bit. They left open lanes. They missed some tackles. That that was a bad drive until it was finally when somebody made a play till, on a bad pass. Somebody made a play that changed the tide of that game. Otherwise, the Rutgers game is drastically different. And that's the thing that I look at and I go, uh, I don't know if I'm I'm fully there yet. This is a big test. Uh, Iowa coming in is a big test coming up on Saturday. And by the way, it's going to be a windy game, too, from what I see. Uh, It's going to be anywhere from uh, 15 to 25 mile an hour winds, which means passing the football is not going to be good. And Mordecai, uh, are you sold on Tanner Mordecai? Am I I sold on him? Um, No, but I I think he's doing a lot of good things. He just needs the the boneheaded mistakes. I I like that he's running more. Uh, and he's definitely got arm talent. He's just got to avoid those couple bonehead throws a game. That's what's going to kill this team. You know who? Graham Mertz. 
I said the same thing about Graham Mertz. He'll give you flashes. He'll show things to you. He doesn't run the same way Mordecai does. Mordecai, I think, is a little more athletic. But I said the same thing every every week about Graham Mertz. He'll throw the ball, and they'll do some good things, and then it'll be one or two bonehead throws. Like, what the hell are you doing? You know, and like you said, you need he needs to eliminate the bonehead throws. And But I, I said the same thing about Graham Mertz. And Mordecai was billed as a much better, more accurate, bigger arm strength passer than Graham Mertz. And I don't see a very big difference. I know some people get pissed at me when I say that. Tell me what's dynamic. Tell me what is that much better other than the name change. I think he's a little more athletic. I think he runs a little better. I think he's got um, savvy to him, just the way he carries himself. Graham he was down. Like he was, you know, like he had just succumbed to the pressure. Where Mordecai stands tall, and I like that, but I don't. I don't. I, if if I'm wrong, anybody over in the live stream, please tell me. But I don't see a big difference, and we'll talk with Zach about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. But I that, that's one thing that I've noticed, and it's a shame that Ches Malusi went down because man, uh, the run game, the one-two punch of the run game, they really needed that. And now you're you're gonna be looking at at you know kind of a one-headed monster back there, and by the end of the season, you start to grind down. You really do. That's why the pass game, specifically the tight end passing game, is becoming so prevalent and needed for this Badgers offense. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Your thoughts. Have you lowered your expectations or are your expectations the same when it comes to the outcome of the Badgers? I would love to know. Would love to know. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends down there at The Nice Ash in downtown Waukesha, 323 West Main Street to be exact. 323 West Main Street. They have, uh, starting tonight, live music, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And if you're going to go down there, maybe on Saturday during the day, watch the game. You can. Enjoy yourself. Uh, I love sitting in the front of that place. I see big, comfy chairs. I watch the game. I watch the world pass by in front of the windows. It's just such a relaxing atmosphere. It's just That's uh, The Nice Ash. Go to TheNiceAsh.com. TheNiceAsh.com down in uh, downtown Waukesha. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Serve restricted supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at 1031 Good to have you back. Bill Michaels show. We continue on. 
I know it's uh, the end of the season, and those that have the need for speed and running your car and your motorcycle and such, and the quarter mile, finding how much uh, horsepower and how fast it'll go. Time is kind of dwindling here in the state of Wisconsin, but I will tell you that uh, the people that enjoy that always love the gift under the tree of the season pass from Great Lakes Dragway down in Union Grove, Wisconsin, the oldest continuously operating track in the world. In the world, call them 262-302-2138. Get a hold of Roy and the gang, and uh, Roy's such a good guy. I mean, they, they do the uh, the Mopar shop in uh, Wisconsin, and they uh, still they repair old VW bug engines and send them out all over the world. Uh, the old style, they've been doing it for years and years and years because there's such a huge demand for the retros. Uh, but they also run Great Lakes Dragaway. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com, Great Lakes Dragaway. Dot com. Great stuff. And a family-owned business. Been down there a long, long, long time. So stuff and glad to have them on board. Uh, Tom says, Fickle needs another year or so. Let me turn this thing around. Lots of crisp players are still here. This turnaround is not going to happen immediately. I have confidence in Luke Fickle's ability as the head coach. Uh, Johnny says, Ohio is definitely a loss. I'm very worried about the Hawkeyes this week. It may, it, it what may be very poor weather. Boy, that was written kind of, kind of wicked. Uh, this is from Keith. Keith says, uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes are going to be a great test for the Wisconsin Badgers this weekend. The weather will play a factor in this, but I hope that the Badgers are able to run the ball better than what Iowa can. I look for a low-scoring affair. He says 24-17 Badgers. Hope you're right. 24-7. You know what? If it was 24-17 and you put another win in the column and you beat Iowa, and, by the way, uh, Iowa's right now – uh, the team that's right behind you in the West standings, you would distance yourself a little bit. And as long as you kind of stay on track, you know, you you got a good opportunity to win the West and put yourself back into that spotlight of the Big Ten championship game. Not saying that you're going to go in and you're going to beat anybody up, whether it's Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or whoever. But I, I, you, you're still going to have a pretty good opportunity to at least put yourself and Luke Fickle and the program and such back into the spotlight before you hit the 2024 when everything begins to change. And I, have you seen the 2024 opponents yet, Grant? It's not getting easier <clears throat> after no, this it's year. Not. It's not getting easier the next couple of years, no. that's for sure. No, it's not. If you win anything in the Big Ten, uh, you've earned it over the next couple of years. You will have earned it. No doubt about it. Um. This one's from Chris, who says, uh, I still think the Badgers are going to win the West. I think they're going to get blown out by Ohio State or Michigan. I hope it's not Michigan. Can't stand them, he has in parentheses. Uh, he also says, I can't stand watching ESPN get up anymore. Kimberly Martin has driven me nuts, and I am no longer a fan. That's the same person I was talking about last week. And thanks for the email, by the way. That's the same person. I, I, can't, I can't watch get up anymore when she's on it. I'm, I'm sorry. There's a lot of people that I really respect, and it's not because she's a female or anything. It's just... She, it's, it's like she's trying to be the co-host. She just And she doesn't say anything. You know, Monica, who does the NBA side of things, is fantastic. I mean, she knows her stuff forwards and backwards. Could be obnoxious at times, but I respect her stuff because I learned something from her. I learn nothing from Kimberly Martin. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It is a waste of air in my time. And when she argues locker rooms with guys that have been there, done that, and played in the sport, I find it almost offensive to even listen to, to my ears. It's, it, she's terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, and uh, real quick, this is from, from Jake. Jake says, uh, the Badgers get a win this weekend, but it's going to be a very slim margin. 
The rain and the weather will play a factor in it. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I look for this game to be in the teens, 17-14. Uh, boy, do you think that the Badgers defensively can hold Iowa to 14 points? And, again, I was not a juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination. But do you think they hold them to 14 points? That would be, that would be a really good turnaround, I guess, defensively speaking, if they were able to hold Iowa to 14 points. That would be really solid. The Badgers, by the way, uh, in this kind of the matchup predictor, very much favored to win this game in a lot of different categories. When you look at so far what, what Iowa has done, their only loss was to Penn State, and they got completely blanked by Penn State. Penn State, number seven in the country. Uh, and by the way, that was at, at uh, Happy Valley. Uh, 31 nothing. They got the hell beat out of them. They beat Utah State 24-14. They beat Iowa State 20-13. Western Michigan, they put up 41, 41-10. They beat Michigan State by 10, 26-16, and Purdue 20-14. They're not a way, and I hate to say this because I always say you can't do it, but you leave Western Michigan out of it, not a high, they haven't scored over 30 the rest of the season, 24-20, 26-20. The 41 came against Western Michigan. They're not a high-scoring team. So, yeah, I can see it being a low-scoring affair, even if the weather was perfect. I don't see this thing getting up into the the 35-30 type of range. I would love to see the Badgers put up another 30 spot. You know, get maybe a defensive score. Obviously, that helps. But if you could beat Iowa, say, 35-24, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a solid win. I just want to see Mordecai get on track. Just, I want to see a drive against this team that just three yards out that turns into seven. A quick run up the gut for a couple, then another, you know, pass over the middle for 10, pass down to the corner, back shoulder throw for another six. You know, just dink and dunk your way down the field. Maybe one, you know, that picks up 20 yards or what have you, put you in field goal range, but then you take it and plunge it in. You know, and you're able to, you know, hand it off. Braylon Allen gets four carries for 20 yards on the drive or 15 yards on the drive, and you just keep grinding it out, make them respect the run. I just want one of those drives. That's what I want to see against Iowa. Do it. Just a, a clock eating, grind it out. We're going to jam it down your throat drive. That's 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 what I'm hoping to see. That's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. See what happens. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, uh, Casey, Casey, real quick, says, going to be at the game on Saturday. Did did not know it was going to be windy. Uh, going to have to dress in layers for this one. Go, Bucky. I expect them to get a win. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Zach Heilbrunn. I'll ask him all the same stuff I've been asking you. Um, Rick says, Iowa's offense is terrible. Is it not? Yeah, it's not, not good. How they put up 41 against Mich- Western Michigan, I have no idea. But, yeah, it's not great. It hasn't been great for years. Remember, Ben Kenny used to make fun of it. Last year it was like, you know, we were betting on what would be more, the Iowa offense or blank, you know. And it just kind of became a running joke that they just they weren't a good offense. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to Zach Heilprint about that coming up here in just a little bit. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. They're on County Road K in Oconomowoc. And I tell you what, I follow them on Facebook, and they always post 
spectacular creations out of the kitchen. They just do. Some of the shrimp, the, the uh, bang bang shrimp that they had, which is awesome. The barbecue, obviously, is what they're known for. And then they've got the food truck and they've got catering. Now uh, the uh, the shop across the street, which is their sauces and their and all the stuff that they hand create right there in their own kitchen. And that's awesome as well. But Boondocks Barbecue is right there on County Road K in Oconomowoc. More like Stone Bank, if you don't know, know where Stone Bank is. BoondocksBBQS.com. BoondocksBBQS.com or follow them on Facebook and Instagram. They're really good, really good people. Tom and the gang. Uh, the, the staff is fantastic. I love going out there and just talking with them and BSing with them. When you sit at the bar, you have a Bloody Mary, you get something to eat, you're good to go. But that Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews in Oconomowoc. Zach Heilprin, Talking Badgers, next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you got to see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to ten grand each Thursday. 800000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. And uh, talking some Badgers, Badger football. And coming up tonight, by the way, uh, you've got the Temple and Heilprin 6-7 to seven tonight. Live at Monks and Sun Prairie. If uh, you're looking to up tonight in the area and maybe go over and catch a little Badger chatter this evening. So uh, good stuff over there. Uh, we bring in now Zach Heilprin uh, of the uh, Temple and Heilprin Show. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. So let me ask you, first and foremost, expectations of the Badgers from the beginning of the season to where they are now. Have they adjusted at all? They have to a little bit because I thought the offense would be a little bit better than it has been. I thought they would have hit the ground quicker and uh, been a little bit more explosive. So I certainly think my expectations of the offense have gone down. The defense kind of as well. I mean, I thought they were going to be better in the secondary, especially earlier in the season. Um, so yeah, expectations have gone down. I had very like double digit wins expectations before the year. I, I, I kind of feel like maybe I'm closer to an eight or nine win team at this point, but this weekend obviously goes, I think goes a ways to determining that because if they beat Iowa, there's not a whole lot of other things on their schedule other than Ohio state that could really trip them up. Okay. I, I went to the game last weekend and I, I wanted to see Tanner Mordecai up close and personal. I think that, uh, there were times when I walked away going, what the hell was that? And then there's, I went, okay, now I see what, what they see in him. What has been the, cause I, I keep waiting for him to this, this progression to where like, I talked about it a little bit earlier, where I want to see a drive in which it's a 10 yard out. It's a two yard out. It's a handleball to Braylon Allen, pick up six or seven yards first down. Then, it, you know, moving that sticks for those drives that you kind of, kind of anticipate out of the Badgers where they just grind on you. I don't see that consistently out of Tanner Mordecai. Give me your impression of him so far. I think there's been a lot of good. I, I Certainly there has been some, some poor, too. I mean, the, the stats really jumped on. He had over 30 touchdowns last two years, and he has three years. He's got as many touchdowns right. as he does interceptions, right? 
He's also run the ball for four scores. He's used his legs. I mean, his legs were a huge part of that game the other day. He had five, I think he had five first downs with his legs. That is Mm -hmm. a huge part of an offense for Wisconsin that just hasn't been that. But I think the other thing is they're not throwing, they're not getting explosive plays in the passing game. I I don't have necessarily a huge issue with some of the dinking and dunking that they do, but they have to be able to hit plays down the field. And part of that is him, certainly. Other part is guys, wide receivers not making plays. I think three plays stand out for me in that game. Uh, Skylar Bell, deep, he's open, hits off his helmet. Uh, Bryson Green had a ball in his hands about 15 yards down the field towards the sideline. It would have, it, all these are tough catches, but they're catches that you need a guy at this level to make. He drops it. And then the one to Tucker Ashcraft, the tight end, right around the five-yard line where he right. went up and was unable to hold on to it. Those are plays that if they make them, Tanner Mac- Mordecai's passing numbers look a lot better. Uh, it's been some good, some bad. I think probably was expecting more numbers-wise for him. But I also think if this was Graham Mertz running this offense, and I know what he's doing down in Florida, this offense would not be as successful as it's been with Tanner Mordecai because his legs have just been such a huge part of it. That's exactly what I said earlier. I said he reminds me of Graham Mertz in the throwing department. Watch a great, really solid throws, and then he'll have one or two where you go, what the hell was that? But he's more athletic and do more with his feet than what Graham Mertz could, which leads me to my next, I want to say, area of concern, really nothing that you can be fixing. Uh, But the offensive line, I mean, for what we're accustomed to in Wisconsin, I hate to be arrogant and say, you know, it used to be where they just ground you down, and by the third and fourth quarter, that's where they really won a lot of ballgames because they were so big, so strong. They were just road graders. That's not what this offensive line is, is it? Well, it's, it's... It's not what we have come to know, but I think it's always also kind of been like that for the last few years. I think it hasn't right. been a dominant unit. And yet, when you look at the stats, and I know you just don't want to just point to them, they lead the Big Ten in rushing. They lead the Big Ten in rushing um, uh, yards per carry. They are tied for the lead in touchdowns on the ground. So you add all those things up, and you're like, okay, yeah, but just to my eyes, it doesn't, it doesn't right. feel right. And I also say, like, the, the pass protection, especially – uh, in a few games, Washington State certainly stands out. Rutgers, they didn't give Tanner necessarily probably the time that you would expect him to get, and that has also been something that has stood out. I thought Jack Nelson's a guy that had big-time NFL aspirations coming into this year and had a really, really tough Washington. Has had some penalties that you don't expect a, an elite player to have, and some guys along the line that maybe haven't played up to where we thought they were going to be. But I think those are expectations that we've as opposed to them putting on themselves and we just expecting it for the last 30 years to have an elite offensive line and it, it just hasn't been that and it really just hasn't been that for the last few years at the defensive side of the football what i have noticed over the last few weeks has been less and less finger pointing in the secondary now it hasn't been perfect but it's been so much better while they're learning it's like i haven't seen the hey do you have that guy where did that guy go i was supposed to get i, I haven't seen that and you know the only other concern is though that had they put the ball in the end zone and you don't get the Ricardo Holman uh, pick six, that becomes a different game, the Rutgers game does. So it was a huge play, and you're, you're glad they made the play because the play was there to be made. They did exactly what they're supposed to do. But that drive that Rutgers put together, had they punched it in, that becomes a drastically different ball game, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I would agree. And as you, as you pointed out, he made the play, right? And, then they, right. Like, and it's, it's kind of the same thing with catching passes. Gosh, if he caught that ball... If he caught this ball, right. he caught that ball. It's a completely different game. The, you have to make the plays. And Ricardo Holman made the play that uh, obviously was the play of the game by far. I mean, it's 
going to be what 10-7 or 10-3 instead of 17 to nothing. It was just a play that as a play that he would not have made I don't think last year. It was a mixture of knowing what and you mentioned the communication, right? How it's been mm-hmm. different. Well, in that sense, he passed his guy off. He he said he told Preston Zachman who was a safety, switch switch switch. They switched, and he was able to jump the, the, the guy on the outside and make the play. So he, when you talk about communication, it certainly has improved. My thing with the defense, and, and certainly the passing, you weren't really worried about that on Saturday with Gavin Winsett. I mean, he's improved as a passer, but he's not going to beat you. And it's the same thing this week. The only thing that can beat this, the, the only thing that can beat Wisconsin's defense this week is the, is the running game. So the same way that they took the running game away from Rutgers, they have to take the one running game away from Iowa and make Deacon Hill beat you. I don't think he can do it. Now, he's more than welcome to prove me wrong, but I don't think he can do it. And the defense, which struggled mightily to stop the run against Purdue, came and stopped the team that was averaging 200 yards of ground, uh, I should say a game on the ground in Rutgers, to 65. And that, that's going to get it done every week. Talking with uh, Zach Howard, sports director at WOZN out in Madison, covering the Wisconsin Badgers. Now, uh, I, 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 they're 4-1. and one. You know, I mean, they have one ugly loss that was Washington State, and, and I, I can't believe I have the, 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 the pointing out the negative feelings uh, about the Badgers sitting at 4-1. and one. I guess, you know, you look at this game against Iowa coming up, and this is a win. I don't expect it to be a high-scoring game. I don't expect it to be like, a, you know, a 42-10. to 10. But it's going to be a grinded-out, weird-weather game. I don't know how the passing game is going to be with the rain and the wind uh, be there as well. But they're averaging 31.4 points per game. And you can't sneeze at that for what it is this team, for all the flaws that we kind of point out, they're still kind of getting it done. And, it, and it's not with smoke and mirrors. It's just, a, it's just good play. So am I, am I wrong in my thinking the way the Badgers are right now and the fact that they're winning one, averaging 31.4 points per game? I think it's all expectations coming into the year and what you're expecting of certain units and certain guys and certain players and whether they've lived up to those. That's where I think maybe the, the negative thoughts start to creep in. But it's the same thing with Iowa. Iowa's 5-1. and one. And yet the only thing that you hear out of Iowa is complaining about the offense, which I totally understand. And yet they are 5-1 and one because they win the way that Iowa does. In terms of Wisconsin, can you imagine? Iowa, I think Iowa would love to have Wisconsin's offense at this point. They're yeah. you, you know, averaging 31 points a game. Iowa's at 21. I think they take Wisconsin's problems – and, uh, and, you know, run with them. So, yes, they, the positives. Obviously, certainly the running game has been a positive. And Will Pauling as a slot receiver, the way that he's able to shake guys and find openings, especially on third down, has been a huge positive. I think the play of the defensive line has been better than expected because of losing Keanu Benton. I think the play of Pauling uh, is a huge, huge positive. Hunter Wohler may be one of the best safeties in the country the way that he's the kicker. Um, you know, with uh, what he's been able to do has been remarkable. So I, I think that there are certainly a ton of positives, but it's, that's what we do, Bill, in the yeah. in media. We usually, we usually focus on the negatives. I also look at the fumbles. I mean, they've had five fumbles. They've lost them all this season. Five fumbles in five games, eight total turnovers in five games. I mean, you eliminate some of the turnovers, and this becomes a drastically different team as well. Well, I know we talked about it earlier, but plays – you know, if that doesn't happen, what does that game look like? What if Braylon right. Allen doesn't fumble at the five-yard line? What if right. Hunt, uh, Hayden Rucci doesn't fumble, you know, inside their own 20? Those are, I mean, that's a touchdown. for You took a touchdown essentially off the board for Braylon, and you gave Rutgers a touchdown. And so instead of a 24 to, you know, 13 game, you're probably looking at a 31 to 6 game, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe right. 
things are obviously looking a lot different. Yeah, the turnovers, I thought it was a huge, certainly a huge issue in the first two games. It played a huge role in the loss at Washington State. They did a better job in the, in the next two games in this past week. Those are mistakes that you, you can't have, uh, especially from experienced guys. I mean, Hayden Ritchie just fighting for extra yards. I get it, but you had the first down. You know, you didn't, you didn't need to keep on doing what you're doing. I get it. I, I, it's, like a, it's like an effort fumble. Um, and then Braille's a really good hit. But those are things that you can't have happen, especially in games against Iowa, which you know are come down and be close games at the end. I know that they've got some big recruits uh, that have been in town from within the state that have been in town. I know that uh, they're looking at some big offensive linemen that have been in town. Uh, what area do you feel needs the upgrade the most right now for the Badgers going into the next couple of seasons? Well, that, that's, that's the thing. Like, How much of a focus do you put, if you're Luke Fickle, on recruiting and the transfer portal? Because we know what the transfer portal can do. We've seen it with some of the guys that they've gotten in this uh, in this last class, and he has said that he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to focus strictly on the on the transfer portal. He doesn't. He wants to build from the uh, from the high school ranks. But you're gonna you're gonna have to fill holes with the transfer portal guys. So I think if you're thinking the two different aspects of recruiting transfer portal and, and high school transfer portal, I think you could look at another quarterback this off season if you don't feel totally totally comfortable with perhaps what's behind Tanner Mordecai. You could look for a running back. You're losing Braylon Allen. We don't know what Ches Malusi is going to do. And then you could also look at wide receiver where you have nice players, but maybe nobody that is a huge, huge playmaker on that team. So I think those three spots in terms of this offense certainly need something that um, you would be looking at. You know, high school-wise, it's all about the offensive line. You want to be able to develop offensive linemen here in Wisconsin, and that's what they're trying to do. And they've had some success in this 2024 class, 2025 class as well coming up, especially – you know, within the state. So I think this is where you want to build through high school and some of the, uh, the still spots where you can still want to build through high school, but can probably go into the transfer portal and get impact guys right away. By the way, Kirk Ferentz's son, he's still the offensive coordinator for Iowa, isn't he? <laughs> Somehow. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, so, and the quarterback coach too. Yeah. You already have that, uh, that positive going into the game this weekend then, I guess. So, Zach, <laughs> yeah. always a pleasure, pal. Appreciate it. Dress warm, man. It's going to be nasty. All right. Thanks, Bill. All right, pal. Talk to you later. There you go. Zach Heilprin joining us for a couple of minutes. Uh, you can find him at Zach Heilprin. He's a sports director at WOZN in Madison. And thanks to him for joining us for a couple of minutes talking some Badger football. Good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to br- uh, break, come back. We've got a lot more to get to. Hey, uh, I want to tell you about our friends at the ICHC, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. They have got a plethora of uh, musical acts coming up all throughout the holiday season. So for something that you can have a, a great, maybe a weeknight or a weekend night out, start there, then, you know, head downtown Milwaukee or wherever it is you'd like to go. But it's just a fun time. And, man, it just it's such a cool experience in such an eclectic, beautiful old building. And I can't say enough about it. That's the ICHC.net. Go there, find them, uh, the Irish Cultural Heritage Center over on Facebook, and you can see all the different acts coming. And I can't, and we've got a group of friends. I think it's going to be up to like 26 now that we've got. But uh, Cynthia is coming in March. And in March, it's the night before St. Patrick's Day because St. Patrick's Day falls on a Sunday. I can't wait for that party. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be a party and a half. So uh, join us down there that night as well. Uh, maybe we'll give away some tickets and take some people with us, but that's going to be a fun time. But the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, ICHC.net, that's ICHC.net. 
2133 West Wisconsin Avenue, just west of the Marquette campus. Call our buddy Corey, whether it's for a concert, a wedding, meeting space, whatever it is you need, they've got it. They're a not-for-profit, too, uh, so you're doing something good for the community in that sense. 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800. That's the Irish Cultural Heritage Center right there on West Wisconsin Avenue, and it is just a, a really good time. It's a fun, relaxing, just wonderful, wonderful place and a really good time. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Serve restriction supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at 1031 We are moments away from the charge. Paul Charchi is going to be joining us. You got fantasy football questions in tonight's game. You got Denver and Kansas City. Fantasy football. Get them in now because uh, there is a question mark as to whether or not Travis Kelsey is going to play tonight. But if you got any uh, questions, hit us. Would love to hear from you. You can uh, shoot me a, a note over on the live stream. Uh, is awesome that many of you are finding us on YouTube because we've been <laughs> blocked on the uh, the Facebook live stream for a while. And that'll be back tomorrow, by the way, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but you can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Kick, on Twitch, YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Follow, subscribe. Just smash the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. You can always hit us up there, but email me, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You got a question, shoot it to me. Give me an either or or one of three, uh, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Get the questions in now. I'll try to get everything I can to Paul Charchi and, and get Charch to answer all your fantasy football questions coming up, and uh, we'll get all that in for you as well. This one's from uh, Chris who says, uh, give Fickle two years. This is going to be a dominant program with or without Ohio State and the rest on top. I believe that the Badgers are going to be right there in the top four consistently for years to come. Excited about the direction the program is heading. So thanks for the email. Um, I I would agree. I, I think this year was is a kind of a feel it out, feel what you need type of year. Um, this is one of those, this is the way I could say, is when you buy a house. The house is built, right? You The house is, and somebody else lived in it. Uh, you know, you're buying a house that's been around a while, but you're, you're moving into the house and you're, you know, moving your furniture around and you're trying to figure out what looks good where. And then once you get in and you're there a little while, you're like, man, I could really, or I want to get rid of that, but I want to use this. And I'd like, boy, I'd like to put this here, or maybe I need to renovate. I need to build this a little bit better. That's the, what the first year of this program feels like. It's like, you're feeling it out. 
You know there's some talent here. You know there's some places you need upgrades. You know what you got to do in the transfer port. On the, and when, when Zach says, you know, Luke Fickle has said he would rather concentrate on, you know, the recruiting process, I agree. I understand that because every coach says that. But the transfer portal is here to stay. You don't treat it like a bastard stepchild. You just don't. You treat it like just one of the other one of the other avenues. Yes, you want to get in-state talent. Yes, you want to grow that talent. Yes, you want to be be good in many different facets, but no, you grab it. You utilize it. So Good stuff on the Badgers for an hour. Loved it. Love it. Now, fantasy football. That's next. Paul Charchian is going to be joining us. Don't forget, you are looking for something awesome, whether it's take-home meals, pothole, your cave, or the basics, the bread, the milk, the eggs, the butter, the bananas, the great stuff. And if you use your Quick Rewards card, you can get registered to win a brand-new Chevy pickup truck. How about that from our friends at Quick Trip? God, I love Quick Trip. Just love it. Quick Trip is the bomb. The bomb! More of the Bill Michael Show, Fantasy Football, next.